0: We're in a state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in my and brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. Pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned.
1: Okay, so here we go with our second episode of season two. Are you so excited?
2: you believe we have a season two? No, it's so
1: funny. Ah, Season two. We've never had a season two.
2: I know. Freaking Bravo gypped us out of one season for Cyrus versus Cyrus.
1: Exactly, stoners. We had one amazing season Mm -hmm. designing things that don't look like everybody else's and look the same for every house that you do. We decided to do ours unique with things that the clients have that give the house some personality and you know whose house it belongs to. We're not cookie cutter. So since we're not cookie cutter, we got asked for a season two. And I think the stoners need to tell Bravo they need to bring us back. Oh my gosh.
2: We were just talking about this on YFT because Wells was watching Dream Home Makeover. Have you watched that on Netflix yet? I love them. Oh, Wells likes them too, but he did say everything they do looks the exact same. Okay, so
1: here's my thing. I'm obsessed with them. They were a company that I've followed along forever called McGee and Company. Uh It's a husband and wife team. And they have just built this massive business and just gotten a show for Netflix. Mm -hmm. And what I will say is like when you see her style, which reminds me a lot of Amber from Amber Interiors, their styles are just very specific Like Mm -hmm. you and I kind of go in, assess who the client is. And like, I'd never forget the first house we did on Cyrus versus Cyrus. She was from Texas and she Mm -hmm. goes, I want Longhorn. I want big Texas glam. And so we really went in there and just did that specific for her. Like Mm -hmm. the first thing we did was find a big Longhorn that was bedazzled. And that was where we started. So I feel like for us, we are very specific to the client. And I will say that, you know, people like Amber and McGee, when you see a room, you know, it's their room where mm-hmm. I I want it to be the client's room. For sure. So definitely different, but I love her. And I like post infos from her, them all the time. So yeah, but yeah, I feel like you and I just are very different in the way that we do come and, and think about interiors, but a trace Cyrus is waiting in the the... <laughs> Bad. and I told him we were going to chat a little and we would text him in 10 and he was like mom no five so should we get Trace on
2: let's just real quick do you think he's going to be chatty Kathy or do you think he's going to clam up and be boring because hmm.
1: Brazen really he really surprised me he was great you know what the stoners have said that they want Brazen on like once a month which I kind of love
2: it's funny though
1: He is so funny. I love when he said that he just had to give Stella all, you know, that
2: she didn't have
1: to deal with his, is it idiocracy?
2: He don't know. Brayson likes to use big words and you know what? I'm here for it. But it was just one of the
1: uh, breastfeeding or milk out of your breast. Ew. Funny though, which is ew, but funny. But I don't know how Trace will be. Well, let's get
2: him on here and find out. You don't.
1: So what's really crazy about this episode, which I love when we're all together, I bet today I'm coming from the basement. Brandy's coming from Ocala, Florida, and Trace is coming from his party pad in downtown Nashville. Party pad?
0: Not a party pad. I'm usually here alone with the dog, so it's not much of a party pad.
1: Okay, yeah. So Trace usually never leaves the house, ever. Then all of a sudden he gets a pad in downtown Nashville, and you're just out and about
0: all the time. Uh, just being stuck in so much got me depressed finally
2: wow are you drinking out of a solo cup because you're drinking at 1 p.m or because you don't have any glasses
0: I have no glasses it's (laughs) why
2: I'm a little disappointed in that answer
0: but I am back drinking alcohol and I should probably stop again I need quit but I don't smoke weed like my mom so that's good
2: (laughs) okay
1: okay so we're You know, used to, Trace would have debated and said that weed was the way to go, which it is, because when you drink, like there is nothing good that comes out of drinking.
0: It's always leads to fights and bad times. It kind of seems like.
1: Okay. So that's even Trace, like saying that, who actually does drink. And I truly say that all the time. Like, I just don't understand how alcohol is legal and accepted and weed isn't. Like, it really does blow my mind. Cause for somebody that's drank and smoked a lot, okay, look, what do you think the pros of weed is?
0: Now that I don't do it, I don't, <laughs> I don't see any <laughs> pros cause it's, it made my anxiety just go through the roof.
1: And I do hear that, but it's totally opposite for me.
0: I know. I was cool doing it for years, but it just literally made me so paranoid and gave me such bad anxiety.
1: Okay, so I've had several friends that that has happened to. I pray that never happens to me because like what I love about it is you can never be bored if you smoke.
0: <laughs> oh, it definitely cure, it definitely cures boredom, that's for sure. Really? Yeah.
1: My gosh. Let
0: me just say this. Mom used to be the most anti anti weed person no. ever.
1: I literally See, and that's why I think I have so much guilt about smoking weed is because mm-hmm. I was always so against it. But then, like, I just think that pills and drinking is just so not good because I think ambient and things like that is just their chemicals. And so, when I really was struggling to sleep, to be able to smoke a plant from the earth instead of taking a chemical to me just made sense. And so, honestly, because of that, and it, it helps my anxiety. And, number, and the biggest thing is being creative. And my other thing was, is because it makes me so upset when people think I can't love Jesus and be a Christian because I smoke weed. And I think that also gave me a lot of guilt. And honestly, I just don't believe that. I don't know believe that my relationship with God is my own relationship. And I just don't believe that anymore. Even though deep down subconsciously, I do have anxiety and guilt about it a little bit. But everything else for me, it has just been such a positive in my life. And it's not like alcohol where you get out of control or you're fighting or you're punching holes in the wall or you're drinking and driving. Here's
2: what I'll say about drinking, though. Like everything is fine in moderation because for me and from what I've witnessed, it's like once you go past that like two drink mark, I guess you could say three for guys. That's when it starts to get bad. But for me having a drink or two actually eases my social anxiety. It makes me like more open to being social, talking to people. Like when I have to go DJ and play a show at midnight, like it gets me in like a better headspace to want to be around a bunch of people and open up more and have a better time. Like it just loosens you up a little bit. But the minute you pass that two drink and you head to your third, or if you start taking shots, which is even worse for me, that's when it gets bad and you never feel good the next day. But if I just sit in that two drink head happiness. It really does wonders for me.
0: I wouldn't even feel anything off two or three drinks.
2: Oh, see, two, like I, I am buzzing and feeling great and that's all it takes. But With alcohol,
1: I just feel like two, don't you just, everybody I know that gets, that really does drink and goes out and party and drinks, the next day, they are just ruined. If you pass two drinks. But Do people really stop at two drinks or do you? I do. I feel like yeah. no, see, Trace can't.
0: I, I have an know. addictive personality with everything.
2: He and I don't.
1: I'm that's really why when I, was that.
0: complete, I did it to like the maximum. Like yeah. everything, everything I do, I have to do it to the fullest. And that's why I just need to like quit drinking again.
3: Mm-hmm. You know what?
0: I had 60 days sober and I just like made working out my new drug pretty much. And now that I'm drinking again, it's like hard for me. Like you're saying, waking up the next day, not feeling good. And then I don't want to go to the gym.
1: I feel like Trace and Molly are the most alike of anybody for sure. I've said it from day one. From both of them being very ADHD, and one of the ADHD things that they both hated, and I know Trace is going to go, "That's not true." It is socks. They both had a problem with socks that had a seam on the toe. I know they were
0: they were like the shittiest Walmart socks, and Um, I needed to upgrade. Trust me.
2: All socks have a seam. No,
0: no, these like poked in my side of my toes, and it was very uncomfortable.
1: Both could not stand to have socks on like to the point of like craziness and they're just so much alike in so many ways and she too just has an addictive personality and like she and that's why she should never drink ever again either and I feel like then she feels like crap the next day but her like trace is like when she puts her mind to stopping she does just like trace in a second and puts everything into working out like it becomes the obsession
0: That's when I feel the best. But here in Nashville, there's the only thing to do is go out and go to bars. That's literally all there is to do here.
2: It's true. Nashville is a very big drinking city. Really? really Yes, absolutely.
0: But I need to get back on the sober working out kick because that's when I do feel the best.
1: You
2: know what? Nashville has lots of other things. Like what? Yeah, restaurants where you go out and drink. But what do you do in any other city? Venues where you go see live shows and drink. Top golf, where you go play golf and drink. You can eat that here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it's the same everywhere. I live in LA. I
2: mean, I guess. There's
1: it's a- hard to
0: be social and meet people and not drink. It is. Very hard. It really is.
2: Go to a Preds game and drink. Like, yep. literally everything. It's like, just go out and drink. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I mean, you I- don't go I-
1: out. That's true. I Talk don't Talk about a homebody. You're Oh, no she's yeah,
0: She's talking about me never going out. Mhm. That's what we don't do. We don't make you like she was saying, like you can just stay at home, not be bored, and then you never want to leave the freaking house.
1: I okay. never leave the house. That is so true. And I never really just I never really thought about that because like I said like with COVID, like I had never been alone ever, you know, like dad got stuck over in Tennessee and now Noah doesn't live there anymore and so I'm really when everything shut down a year ago like I was home alone and think I'm sorry thank the Lord I smoked weed at that point because I would have freaked and been so bored and not knowing what to do with myself and just I think just been so sad I mean I was <laughs> I was About 4 p.m., start smoking some pot, listening to music, cooking me something to eat, going outside, still working on my plants. I freaking had the best time I've ever had alone for like three solid months of not seeing anyone. And I think that that's true is like it doesn't bother me to not. It used to I had to be on the go all the time. Like I could never be satisfied to just be at home and do nothing. It is my favorite thing now.
0: Oh, now you see why I did it.
2: It's true. Well, speaking of staying home and doing nothing, I think it would be cool. I really feel like people are fascinated by like what our daily lives look like. Like what does a day in the life look for you? And like mom's talked about it before. I've talked about it a little bit. Trace, I think the stoners would love to hear like, what is a day in the life of Trace Cyrus right now?
0: Right now, waking up, not feeling too good. Like mom said, from drinking, (laughs) (laughs) making breakfast. You like to cook? I hate cooking, but oh, I'm trying it. to trying to keep that body getting bigger. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to go to the gym again. There's a gym here at my apartment. I have a gym membership at a big gym in Nashville. Studio time, trying to work on music at night if I don't go out, hanging out with friends. And then that's about it. I just shot a mu- new music video a couple days ago, trying to get back out of my funk of not putting out music because I'm scared of failure. <laughs>
2: Trace has been very self-aware lately. Really? Very. Yeah. We've had some deep talks. Rye would call those DMCs, deep, meaningful conversations. Trace has come over and had some DMCs. Very self-aware. Trace is like the the no weed has really cleared his head.
1: Okay. So I have never heard you say that. Is that true or a joke?
0: What? what which part?
2: Being scared uh, of failure.
1: Being scared of putting oh. out something because of failure.
0: I'm terrified. I have like over 100 songs I haven't put out. And honestly, I told Brandy this, one of my biggest fears is something tragic happening to me and me dying and all these songs just being like stuck on my computer in the world, never hearing them.
1: Honey, I would put those things out and exploit calls for. We're going to get Trace the Wheel and I'm taking 20%. Oh my
2: (laughs) gosh.
0: No, but this year I'm just staying focused and putting out a music video every month, trying to put out two songs a month and just get back on the grind. Last year, I put out three songs, including the Metro Station song that we finally put out when we got back together. And then we have like half the Metro Station record done, which is on hold till COVID is mm-hmm. somewhat back to normal and we can tour again. So okay. just trying to get back focused on work and not letting like numbers or people's reactions to my music affect me and just keep putting it out now.
1: I, like dad was just talking about that today. And I'm and Trace is the same way. You've been on the road since you were 17 like yep. literally making a living touring and dad was saying the same thing it's the only thing he's ever known and that he hasn't really wanted to write anything or or do anything because he just kind of felt so like when am i going to tour again and that like then the anxiety just was so bad and it's really sad because i feel like this is happening with so many people that are writers and artists and also I think that you should absolutely start not caring and this is also something I tell your dad like the minute you start caring about the numbers or what people think or what they're gonna say like absolutely not you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like you do music that you love and is true to who you are and if people like it great and if they don't
0: yeah Okay. It just takes one song to change life again. And I'm just like, keep putting it out until hopefully that next song takes off. But it just, it gets frustrating when I like put my heart and soul into creating some crazy video or some song that I'm passionate about. And then people don't, you know, show, show it the attention that I think it deserves. And then I'll fucking be in a slump for like months. And I'm just like done doing that because I'm not getting no younger.
2: <laughs> You're no younger. younger.
1: The truth is, is like, even for artists like Miley, I mean it is hard to get you know a radio play, I mean like truly radio play like and especially you know pop music now and so I think streaming should just be your entire world and you have such an amazing following cuz because of Metro and like at least I do think you can believe that your music's going to be heard and you know that it represents who you are but it that's sad to me
0: it's just cuz Like dad, I'm in that like one hit wonder category. And then, you know, it took him 30 years to get another number one hit song. And it just it's so hard because like Miley's fan base loved her so much because she did Hannah Montana for years. And then Metro Station came out and the song blew up. Like people knew the song before they knew even I was the one singing it, you know, so we didn't get the chance to like gain that super core following before the fucking song blew up. And now it's just like. Like, even with Metro, I feel like we've put out tons of songs that are just as good as our first hit, and if not better, but it's just so hard to surpass that because it's just, like, embedded in people's heads.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's, like, with your dad, same thing, you know, as Aiky Breaky, that is definitely, I mean, listen, the song's amazing. It's why he, we got to do, but it's one of my least favorite songs of his. Like, my, yeah. my love of his are songs that he wrote that mean something, you know, yeah. and that is so frustrating when you have a song like that. and then it feels like no one cares about the other the other music but also like you also four million singles Mm -hmm. of that record like how many people in the world can say that you know I always go back like when you're feeling like a failure you have to go oh but I did have a single that sold four million you know Mm -hmm.
0: people just try to put this horrible stigma on like the one hit wonder category you know when you have the song that big but yeah. At the end of the day, that song is such a blessing. It's the reason I still don't have a normal job. I get to do what I want every day of my life and the money's still coming in. It's obviously not like it was back in 2007 or 2009, but like we had one of the biggest songs on TikTok of like the past couple years.
1: I know. So it's
0: like it's been t- over 10 years and the song this past year was almost bigger than it ever was. It's crazy.
2: The gift that keeps on giving. Blessing. <laughs> All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. Totally. Plus, they are precision crafted plant based packs that are entirely food safe so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps and so much more.
1: For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com.
2: Use code STONED
1: for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T
2: dot com. Well, the other thing, Trace, that you do is the clothing line stuff. So, If you guys don't know, Trace, when did you start SMHP?
0: I started at SMHP in two, the very Beginning of 2010 when Metro Station went through that first crazy little split up. And uh, Mm -hmm. I still have SMHP going, but I don't focus on it as much. It's like the website's still up. And then the new clothing line is Dead Spirits because I just wanted to, like, rebrand everything. And the Southern-made Hollywood paid name with SMHP was, like, so specific to me that, like, if you weren't from the South or live in Hollywood or something, like, you weren't really that motivated to purchase it. But it did So where did
2: the idea for Dead Spirits come from?
0: Honestly, I was just trying to think of a cool name and that kind of anybody could wear. And it not—it doesn't have as much of a deep meaning as like, you know, Southern Made Hollywood Paid is like, represents my whole journey of like us coming from Nashville, moving to Hollywood, Metro Station, taking me, taking me off to that next level. And like SMHP Records, that's still my record company, LLC and all that, which, you know, I got Southern Made Hollywood Paid tattooed across my whole back, like on my face. And so like, that's something that just like will always be personal to me, but Dead Spirits is more something that I think just anybody could love. It doesn't have to be specific to like a certain group.
2: Do you like, like, do you come up with the designs for that? Do you collaborate with somebody for that? How does that work?
0: I had a designer that he already had a lot of great ideas. Like we'll put input here and there of little changes and stuff, but I was definitely a lot more like hands-on with S we've only released one Dead Spirits line, but with the Southern made Hollywood paid stuff. I was like in the room with the designer a lot of times, like really making sure it was exactly how I wanted it and all that. And I kind of just let someone else take more creative control and just kind of decide what I like and what I don't and then go forward with it. That's pretty cool.
2: Mom and I, we really shit on a lot of people for the way they dress men specifically, but trace has great style.
1: Honestly, the absolute best style of any guy I've ever seen.
2: I know, and and it's because you stick to neutrals. Yep, plain stuff, not a bunch of logos, not a bunch of prints, nothing like that. Trace just does it right.
0: right? I my my favorite store right now. People don't believe this, but I literally only shop mainly at Abercrombie and Fitch.
2: That is insane.
0: It's so funny because like I have this like super tough looking like look with my shirt off and everything, but then the way I really dress is like very preppy, like. I I wear, like, very expensive, nice boots. You know, it's Gucci or some designer, and then I'll have, like, Abercrombie jeans and, like, a plain shirt and, like, some really fan like, high-end jacket or something. But I dress pretty preppy. Like, with the me- old Metro Station days, my outfits and my look was insane because yeah. I was literally, like, doing, like, a modern version of, like, all the 80s bands were doing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And since I like cut my hair and grew up some just like very simplistic fashion, but like really clean stuff.
1: I love it because it's like what I say I always like. It's like a dark jean Mm -hmm. and black, gray, whatever, and a literally usually black Mm -hmm. T-shirt. Always will have on a NOS jacket or a jean jacket, you know, like or a dark jean jacket, which I love. And even your tennis shoes. It's like everything is plain.
2: But like mm-hmm.
1: a Saint Laurent tennis shoe, you just can't go wrong in like a jeans and a t-shirt with no print. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I wear a lot more like if it, if it if it if it's not super hot outside. Like I hate going out and people like staring at my tattoos now because even people who don't know me, they're just constantly looking at me. And so like I just like I have on right now, I always pretty much have like on like a long clean long sleeve shirt or like a button up or something and like try to, cause I used to just always be like in a tank top and just looking crazy as possible. And <laughs> now I just like, I hate like going in a store and like people like all looking at me, it like kicks in my anxiety even more. And
2: Grace? it's bad. Mom is really stoned. Can you tell? Well,
1: I just can't believe Trace is telling me he has anxiety. Mom, you
2: know, Tr- you know, it's Trace
0: has better. anxiety. It's getting, honestly, the weed thing was, I just didn't think about it so much, but the weed just when I quit smoking weed, my anxiety's gotten so much better.
2: Trace used to change his jeans like four times a day because they'd stretch out and he got anxiety about it.
1: No,
0: as a kid, as a kid. Oh, as a kid. When
1: Trace was little, like he would not only clean the his shoes like on the sides, but he would clean the sole of his shoes. (laughs) I'm not kidding. He wanted his shoes to be
0: perfect
1: at all times. That's OCD, not anxiety.
0: I don't remember that.
2: You were so OCD about your your wardrobe. I nah.
0: was really worried about my fashion. I was wearing skinny jeans as a guy before it was, you can't go into any, any store now where you don't see super tight fitting jeans for men. I and know. what I would do is I would go to like Hollister, some girls section, get girls jeans. And then at the time they're like all flared out at the bottom. And so I would take them to a seamstress and get them like straight down. Like, and I remember mom was like, seriously thinking it was very sus what i was wearing and i was like (laughs) i was like mom this is about to be like the fashion trend and she did not get it at the time at all
2: (gasps) your jeans and this was like in the time i mean we grew up in like the scene kid era but you guys like you and drew and grayson like all those guys y'all had your jeans pegged so tight around the ankle i don't know how your foot even got through
0: i was wearing a size three in women's jeans they were skin tight
2: it is insane (laughs) (laughs) it was so tight
1: I was crazier about these things than I was I was not freaked that you were wearing I feel like
2: you were
3: freaked you
0: were freaked
2: really? yeah Yeah. I don't remember that you You also used to tell me You used to tell me that my Converse were so hideous. You just could not believe that I chose to wear Converse shoes. And then like fast forward, like eight years later, you were totally rocking them.
1: I didn't, I, why would I care if you wore Converse?
2: You thought they were so ugly and looked like boy shoes. Is that true?
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: I feel really bad about that. Cause I I'm, I feel like you used to be like very feminine when I was a kid. Like you wore dresses with like your white sneaks and your rolled socks. Like just very, very feminine. And right. when I was in my scene kid phase, you were just not having
0: it. <laughs> yeah, me and Brandy look crazy during those days. Brandy with her a uh, blonde and black under hair.
2: Uh-huh. That's
0: I did it to the max sex. though. I did it to the most extreme level I could.
2: It's so true. We've got we've got our dear M T segment. Trace, I don't know if you know, but so here on Sorry We're Stoned, we have a segment called Dear M T, where the listeners call in and leave messages asking for advice, mostly from Tizzle. But since you're a guest this week, we also opened it up uh, to be questions for you. So I've got them here. Let's see what the stoners have to ask this week.
0: I'm scared.
3: Hi, good morning from Florida. Um, my name is Amanda. I have a question for Trace. I'm curious if, if he does his own styling or if he has a favorite stylist. He's just so unique. So it's, um, it's always interesting to know. We, we, we love, we love it. Thank you so much.
2: Have a great day. I can't tell. Is she stoned? She sounds stoned.
0: She's really stoned. For sure. Damn, someone else complimented my fashion.
1: I know. I was like, like honestly, we didn't even know she was going to ask that question. So
2: that's that's such a good question about.
1: You know, the I've never
0: had a stylist ever. Yeah. I just buy what I like, and that's it. Do
2: you have like fashion? I like. Are there any people that you like really are inspired by their style that like you pull for like nothing, nothing like that? You just it's all just.
0: No, <clears throat> like I like said like... in the old days with Metro Station, like I was inspired by all the '80s hair bands and stuff that Mom got me into, and then. Once like I got a little older, it's, it's just whatever I go through the mall and I like, it's really nobody that I look at that I try to dress like or anything like that.
1: And that's what she said. She loved it because it was like his own thing. And I think, and it, it is cool. But again, like, I think, you know, Trace can wear basics, like the dark jean and dark shirt, but he always either has the hat or the shoe or something that makes the outfit unique to who he is. So
2: I think that's what's so cool. Thank you, oh, you mom. Sure. Mom is so stoned. Okay, here we go.
3: Hi, my name is Maya and I'm from Naples, Florida, and my question is, do you ever deal with burnout or feeling like you you have no ma- motivation to keep going? And if you ever do, how do you deal with that? Because I'm dealing with that right now with schooling and working and all that stuff, and it's hard to keep going and find motivation to continue that. Thank you so much. Love the podcast. Love
0: her. Mm, I feel burnt out right now. <laughs> I swear you guys know I, we, I've been going through relationship drama and like when I'm dealing with things in my relationship like it kills all my motivation
2: really wow like I
0: get so depressed like if there's an issue with a girl in my life like I literally like completely lose motivation and just can barely eat can barely sleep it's bad okay
1: I cannot believe the things that I have learned from my, on this podcast
0: That's the thing. People think I look like some just tough rock star dude. And I would just like go off and be like, screw you. And just like go try to be satisfied with a million different women. And I can't do that.
1: I'm a good mother. Are you? I'm proud. These boys are
2: sweet and I love them. (laughs) That is great. I'm not shocked by any of this. Okay, so
0: <laughs> relationship-, knows.
2: relationship drama. Do we dive into that, or is that I off don't
1: limits? Don't to
0: dive too deep, but obviously, my all my relationships are always ups and downs. And when they're at like the down point, like it literally kills all motivation I have to. the o- The only good thing that comes out of it is I make all my best music. I feel like when I'm like heartbroken. And that's like the only time I'm motivated to get in the studio and make music is when I'm going through like a tough time and I'm like depressed and then I really like dive in emotionally to songs. So if it wasn't for those times, I probably wouldn't have much music to put out.
1: Are you going through something right now?
0: Always.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do? Okay, so the relationship drama gets you down. So what do you do to get yourself out of that funk? I know you're like really big on the gym uh, and that gets you like back in the zone, but like if you could maybe share just like what are your little secrets for staying focused and getting back motivated when you get down?
0: I don't have any secrets. I dwell on it to the maximum, but that's why I'm just trying to like go out and like not. Cause if, if, if I just stay home dwelling on it, I don't fucking see anybody. And so I'm just trying to like go out with friends, you know, meet people and not be a complete homebody while while I'm depressed. Cause that's like the worst thing you can do. Is I just think that's
2: good advice. No.
1: And I also think it's good for people to hear that other people feel that way and other people like you're that you're not alone in the way you feel. And I think like we've all felt so crappy over the last year in so many ways. And then when you have relationship issues or work issues and things like that on top of it, like I'm hard. It's really, really mm-hmm. hard.
0: That's it's super hard. It's literally like the worst pain I've ever dealt with dealt with in my life is like a time I'm going through a breakup. Mm-hmm. It's like the worst pain ever. Like, and I've like gone to through therapy before for like breakups and stuff. And like, I could hear all the best advice given to me of like things I should do and how I should move past it. But it's just so much easier said than done.
1: Oh yeah. That's why. like, honestly, it's true. Like it doesn't matter what anyone says. I don't care what it is. Like there is nothing at all that can make you feel better until it is, you know what I mean? Until (laughs) it finally does.
2: Uh, well, they do say time heals all wounds. Yeah, I guess it does.
0: That's it, does it does, but it's still during that time that it takes. It's a hard time to deal with. Yeah. All
2: right, stoners. We want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes, mother. We need to tell the stoners about mood. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, is right. If you guys don't know, Mood is known for their federally legal THC. Ooh. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potency. Honestly, I love Mood. Yeah, Well, great.
1: They're, they're like, uh, they are so good. I, they really do have something for every single Mood. And it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite
2: product, would uh, you say?
1: You know what? I, I love their pins. Mm, they are okay. really good. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA free roll.
2: Cute. Well, right. I think for me, like, I definitely get burnt out doing the same thing every day. Like, repetitiveness just really gets me. And it sounds like, I think her name is Maya that called in. It sounds like she's like school work, probably like just really doing the same thing every single day and getting a little burnt out on it. It's like my advice would be make time to like switch it up, to do something like out of the norm, whether like if you're not really outdoorsy, maybe like go find somewhere to take a nice walk or go on like a really easy hike or maybe even just like go for a drive, like take a little road trip, go stay somewhere a few hours away just to like mix up the routine. And I feel like that is a good way to help like bypass that, that burnout. That's my advice.
0: You're the most adventurous person ever. I know. really is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this Nikki sent us um, a voicemail in Instagram, in Instagram DM. So that's always uh, an option too if you guys can't call into the voicemail number. So let's play her message.
3: Hi, Tish the Dish and Brandi, And hi, Trace. My name is Nikki and I'm listening from Dublin, Ireland. My question is for Trace and Brandy following up on the family dynamics that brazen talked about last time what do you think is the most useful life skill y'all learned from growing up with your siblings i hope y'all are doing okay and congratulations to stop power for being such a good horse bye okay love her accent love
2: how genius. So if you guys are international and can't call into our voicemail, Nikki sent us a direct message with a voice memo for to ask her questions. And thanks for saying that about Stargirl. She's been really good this week and I've been so happy with her. Anyway.
0: So what was your question? Sorry.
2: So basically, like last week we had brazen on and we talked a lot about just like growing up in the in our family and being inspired by each other or kind of like like what we learned growing up that kind of made us who we are now. So I guess just like talking a little bit about that.
0: No Here, offense Mike. to my siblings, but I was obviously very inspired by dad growing up and <laughs> just going on tour with him. And he's the reason I wanted to do music. And, you know, I started, I was playing sports and everything as a kid. And I thought for sure my future would have to do with sports or something. And then like, after getting that bug of like going on tour and like seeing that lifestyle, it just like was something I fell in love with. And just always thought dad was like the coolest person on the planet. and. It's really what made me want to pursue music the way I do.
1: Oh, this interview is awful. <laughs> Are you going to cry? I'm going to cry. Like, honestly, though, that is so cool because, you know, dad as well started out doing sports and that's what he thought he would do too. But, you know, and then bought a guitar and, and, and never looked back. And I think, I mean, that's true. Like I do think just from going out on the road during the summer with dad and seeing him mm-hmm. do what he, honestly, I would say that Trace and dad both probably love music more than anybody I've ever known. Like truly just loves music. Because like Trace said, like there's so many times like that they struggle and it's, you know, the record deal. And there's so much crap that goes on in the music business. But to just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it, like you have to love it. And I feel like that's all you really do is really music is everything that you do.
0: Yeah. It's an addiction. It's like my biggest addiction. i say. say being around dad just it was it was a crazy inspiration. And I was so blessed to have those times. And mom had your anxiety was so bad back in the day that you never wanted to fly or anything. And so dad not wanting to be alone going on these trips, he would always take me. And it just I've said this before on my Instagram, but like I'll never forget. He had taken me out of school and I was out of school for like a week when I should have been learning. And we're walking through some casino he's about to play. And I remember he looked at me and he was like, you're going to learn more going on the road with me than you will all of your years of school. And like I was never like book smart or anything like that. I was never getting good grades and like everything I learned from touring with him. When I started touring, it was nothing new to me at all. And that's why I think I just like thrived when I got on the road with Metro Station and we just didn't stop.
1: Well, it's you know, what I, I truly do believe that. And, you know, like I've made that decision a few times with. You know, even Brazen and Noah when they were younger, taking them out of school and taking them on the road with me because I didn't want to just leave them behind with a nanny, and I didn't want Miley with somebody that wasn't her mom on tour. And so I took everybody with me, and and now they did have a tutor on the road, but I always said I know they learned more from that than they would have been sitting in a school room for six weeks. You know, they learned so much and went to different countries, and I don't know. I just think that it really and honestly, Noah's so independent now. It's crazy. And I think that probably, like you said, has a lot to do with it. But I love that. And I love that you guys had the opportunity to do those things. Because uh, I never got out of school. I went every day, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what did, did I learn? Past? If we're not going to be a doctor or a lawyer or blah, blah, blah. Like, I learned everything I needed to learn by the sixth grade.
2: <laughs> Mom! I
1: need
0: to reinvent the entire school system. because. I-
1: Dead serious.
0: When it comes to like learning about getting a mortgage and handling I your finances know. and paying your taxes and all these different things that you actually need in real life, you don't know any of it.
1: So that's what I'm saying. And Molly's last year of school, you know, she did on Hannah Montana with Linda, her teacher. And I said, can we not do um, whatever, Trig? Like, what, what is Miley using Trig for? Like, what, <laughs> her, what investments mean? Like, how to balance her freaking checkbook. Like, mm-hmm. that that's what she did her senior year.
2: Yeah.
1: And mm-hmm. it, like, I would had, had that. It's a broken system.
0: It uh, is. It truly really is. Brandy thrived in school. She so was always very, very book smart. I yeah. I remember crying in the back of Mimi's van going to school one day because I was, like, way past the point of where I should have been able to read, and I couldn't read at all. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandy tried to teach me to read because I just could not pick up on it. I was so dumb
2: as a kid. I am devastated. This, this, this (laughs) is. Uh. You know what? I did really well in everything in school except anything that had something to do with like speaking in front of the class, which was mom's biggest thing. Like whenever I had to give a verbal presentation or a speech or anything like that, like I would, it was the only thing I didn't get an A in. And it's so funny now because now I get up on stage and I talk to people and I'm in front of cameras, talking talk to people and I have this podcast, I talk to people and I don't know, like, it's just like, I, it's something that in school, like I felt like such a failure at that. And now it's such a big part of my okay. life. Also,
1: here's the difference. like When you're in school and you have to get up and give a speech, you are standing up there in silence. I know. Everyone is just ready to pounce. Like, but if
2: I had to like walk out on a stage and like host, you know, I've hosted stuff. I've Like I have no problem walking out on a stage and talking to a zillion people. I really don't. And to I, think that I couldn't even I, stand up in front of my classroom and give a presentation is crazy.
1: Oh, no, no. I, I'm terrified. I do not like, yeah, I could go up on a stage and if it started out with questions, <laughs> I just couldn't go out there and start, oh, you know, I, I need, I need some interaction. Yeah, that's fair.
0: I was, right. I was terrified talking in front of class.
1: Me too. I, I literally dropped out of college uh, the last like, whatever, because I had to take public speaking, and I I could not do it. I literally couldn't
0: do it. I think mom was partying a little too hard, is why she really dropped out of college.
1: Oh, I actually had such a good grade point average and everything, and I literally could not take that class.
2: <laughs>
0: well, hey, you got further than me. I didn't finish high school, so. <laughs> You, you were so to- mad at me for years because I never got my GED or finished.
1: I think you still should.
0: Uh, I don't know when I would need it, but I remember I took my books on school when Metro Stations first started touring. I was going to Options for Youth, and my teacher was so cool, and he like gave me all my books and all the all these tests and stuff, and. He was like, just bring in like your work finished and like, I'll help you graduate. And it seemed like a great idea, but then I was—I had just turned 18. So it's like, I'm on a tour bus, there's alcohol, there's weed, we're partying every day. <laughs> I definitely didn't do one page of the schoolwork once that tour started.
1: Begged and begged and begged and pleaded and tried to get him to finish and he would not do it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: look at him now. He's doing great.
0: But I literally carried, you have no idea, for like the first like six months of touring, I literally had a bag of these books that I took with me everywhere.
2: I can and still see
1: them in my brain.
0: They, they. I don't think I ever gave them back. I don't think I ever turned them back in. I probably owe some money for that. And I remember one time I was in the back of the bus like, been partying and stuff and Frankie was in the front. People who don't know Frankie's my best friend. And I was like, I'm gonna fuck with him. And I like had all my books open and he walked back and it looked like I was studying, but he knew I was like fucked up. (laughs) And he then he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm gonna graduate high school.
1: Oh my gosh, Trey. (laughs) Did he just start laughing?
0: He has a picture of me, I think to this day. He took a photo because he thought it was so funny and it's me there, like with my head down and there's like all this weed around me and stuff.
1: (laughs) Well, that is not funny because you need to get your GED.
0: But honestly, most to most jobs you get, if you get a great job, it's about who you know.
1: I believe
0: it. See, <laughs> so I don't need the GED. And honestly, what job would I get looking like okay, this?
1: But do you not? Do you really want to tell your child you did not graduate from high school?
0: You just said the the school system's corrupt.
1: It so is we force <laughs> our
0: kids to learn trigonometry and stuff they don't need. <laughs> Me and Taylor have had this conversation because. I'm not the biggest believer in school because like we're talking about the school system, but I was put in a position where I was so blessed to get a record deal and have the chance to go on tour immediately. And if I didn't, if I would have been like, no, I'm going to wait a few years and finish school and go to college or something, my life would have never played out the way it did. And luckily I have a great life. Like I'm completely blessed and as down as I get about where I am in my career. Cause I just, I want the most out of life and where I want to be. but. I honestly have nothing to complain about, and that's what I like try to remind myself every day. People would like die to be in the position I'm in, and if I didn't just take that chance and kind of say f school that last year, I don't think I'd be where I'm at now. But I definitely wouldn't want my kid doing that unless they had a better option on the table that that they could prosper in.
2: I, I agree with that,
0: yeah.
2: mm-hmm. mom. All right, let's move on to a lighter topic. We do this segment sometimes. It's called Munchy Moment. And this is a Facebook post. Okay. Um, So Erica posted in the Facebook group that this is her munchy moment. And it sounds bomb. Grilled PB&J, sprinkle a little white sugar on the bread on each side. And just before its last flip, when it's like 90% done, you flip it so that it brulees a little bit. So it's like that crispy, like, that sounds great. This is the best munchy moment suggestion we've had. I'm not sure about a
0: fried... I hate peanut butter and jelly.
2: You oh. do? Oh, my gosh. Rye loves it. I'm going to have him make this later because he's going to be obsessed.
1: No, I eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all the time. Oh all the time.
2: But I don't know if I would like peanut butter and jelly hot. Really? I don't think so. Rye, a lot of times Rye will toast his bread and then put the PB&J on it so that the bread is hot, and he loves that, so he might like this. He would love it. Sounds good. I know, Trace, you're not smoking right now, but when you did smoke, was there something like a weird food that you always craved or that you had like a little munchy moment for?
0: I'm a big meat eater. Like I, I love chicken wings. I love steak, anything like ground beef tacos. That's like my kind of go-to meal. I, I eat mostly a lot of meat. Heavy food. I eat very, very few vegetables or fruit or anything like that. I'm pretty, mm-hmm. out- I eat like a lot of carbs and a lot of meat and. Like chicken, just straight chicken wings is my favorite favorite meal of all time. I've never been a sweet tooth other than I'll I'll eat ice cream every now and then and that's about it. Oh. But I've never like even on my birthdays back in the day, I never wanted birthday cake or anything.
2: Trey says birthday like mom. Birthday.
0: Taylor always makes fun of me how I say birthday. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I say it like that too.
1: Birthday. Honestly, that would if I was not, my sweet. It's out of control. I, mm-hmm. eat, I just, that's all. I eat sweets all the time. It's Thanks. nice. But and mine, mine is always mm-hmm. vanilla ice cream, peanut butter, and whipped cream.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
2: that uh, is give
1: me.
0: That was insane. Give me chicken wings. Give me steak. No.
2: Okay, so we actually had one more last minute voicemail come in for Trace. So let's give this one a play before we move on.
3: Hi guys. Um my name's Scout Lyons and I'm a huge fan of you guys. Um Trey Cyrus is one of my first ever crushes. And I actually wanted to talk to you guys about um so I was with a brain tumor. I was diagnosed when I was eleven and I started up on medical marijuana when I was, like, pretty young. I would do, like, micro-dosing, like, liquid forms, like, tinctures. Um, and then I started smoking when I was probably, like, 17. And, like, I was a total pothead. I would smoke, like, all day, every day. And it would be, like, an instant headache cure for me. Like, it was so great. And then when I was about 19, out of the blue, I just started getting panic attacks when I smoked. And that make me almost catatonic, just to the point where I can't smoke anymore. So I didn't know if you guys have any advice. I've tried a bunch of different strains, and I'm a year, I'm going on a year without smoking. Um, but honestly, the worst part is like the, you know, kind of social aspect of not being able to smoke with my friends, not being able to smoke with my sister. So, yeah, if y'all have any advice for that, that would be cool. And, um, yeah, Trace, when are uh, when are you releasing more music? all right love you bye
2: okay her name is scout that is so cute first i know scout
0: very well she comes to all the metro station concerts when we come to our city
2: trace can you get scout on our podcast so she can tell us more about her tumor and how marijuana possibly played a role in that i mean it seems like she's probably in her 20s now and seems like she's doing good i'd love to have her on actually and hear about that
0: yeah I i follow her on instagram actually
2: oh cute
0: i follow some of my most loyal supporters and she's one of them
2: that's amazing. I love this story. <laughs> yeah.
0: She she made some art for all of Metro Station the last time she came to our show.
2: Wow.
0: But she was she was asking what for suggestions because she's not smoking now to help her yeah, head. Yeah, she
2: she said she turned 19 and then all of a sudden the weed started giving her panic attacks. Where yeah. it was
0: so helpful. Before. I don't have a ton of experience with this, but C B D is mm-hmm. cures like it seems to cure pretty much everything and you know, there's even CBD that you can smoke now that it's, I've, I've started, I was smoking that when I first quit normal weed and it literally gives you all the medical benefits, but without giving you the high.
1: You're right. Like CBD is just, and I'm sure she knows this because she said she was, you know, she was taking tincture and all that at a very young age, um, medicinally, which, so I'm sure she knows, but I think too, like, Miley too, like when Miley completely just stopped smoking um, THC. when she first stopped, she started smoking just pure CBD. Mm -hmm. And as she mentioned too, Scout did, like it's such a social thing. And that's the same Mm -hmm. thing. People are drinking wine. I don't like to drink, so it's nice to be able to sit and smoke, you know? And so I think, being able to just sit and smoke with everybody else, even though you're just smoking C B D is such a great idea. But again, you know, don't know how that would affect you as far as panic attack goes. But it just seems that everybody does, you know, really well on CBD.
0: I have my for people who don't know, Nanook, my German Shepherd Husky, he suffers from seizures. He's had them since he was young and he he was on all these crazy medications. They tried a couple different ones for his seizures and They would literally be to the point where he could like barely walk on some of these medications and act like he was drunk. And then he started developing these crazy like cysts on his stomach. And they said it wasn't from the medication. But as soon as I started him on the second one, these bumps on his stomach came out of nowhere. So I completely cut him off the pharmaceutical medication. And I've had him on CBD for over a year now. And he hasn't had a single seizure since then.
1: You are joking right now.
0: It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's great and so he doesn't have any of the bad side effects from the pharmaceuticals that makes him all loopy and stuff and you know cuz it's it's non psychoactive so he's getting all those medical benefits you know that but doesn't have to deal with the the drunk he he seemed like a drunk dog at times cuz the medication had him so loopy
1: that is so amazing though do you think that it's good to calm dogs down too you it's think- good for
0: anxiety cuz he has He's just like very scared of, you know, any thunderstorm, anything like that. And it definitely relieves his anxiety a lot.
1: We are going to be giving some of that to Tommy Jack.
0: (laughs) It helps helps calm them down for sure.
1: Okay,
2: well, that's great.
0: Scout asked when I'm dropping more music, just so the listeners know, I have a new song coming out on Valentine's Day.
2: Oh, that's exciting.
0: Sad love song.
2: Oh, sad.
0: I just shot the video two days ago, so there'll be a music video for it, and then uh, I'm trying to trying to do a video every month, so we'll see how that goes. Making the music's the easy part, but shooting the videos takes a lot more, lot more time.
1: Yeah, it really does.
0: Mm-hmm. But no, basically, I feel like nowadays, if you don't put a music video out to a song, hardly anyone will pay attention to it.
1: Mm-hmm. So hard to break through right now. There's just so many artists putting out music, and now it's true it's really really mtv i just wish mtv was mtv again like mtv from the 80s MTV. i know
0: watched tRL growing up our whole lives and then i was like i was on tRL with metro station we were on there with there with Katy perry when she was first taken off and it literally ended like the end of that year we were on it so it was just like crazy that i got to experience mtv at a time where they still did care about music and now it's just reality shows with people fighting
1: I know, I do not understand that at all because it was like, that was the one unique place that you went and you were just gonna see great music and music videos. Just nonstop.
0: But used to, that's how you would find out about artists. And now it's like people find out about their favorite artists from social media. It's true. It's crazy to tell them how much it's changed.
2: Well, speaking of TV, I think we could end the episode here on a little off-limit segment. Trace, do you watch TV? Do you watch Netflix?
0: I just I don't watch a lot of Netflix TV or like I've gone to like one or two movies in the past few years because I have it's my attention span is not there, but I just like binge watch Cobra Kai on Netflix. Have you heard of that?
2: Yeah. Wells loved it.
0: It's great. So really? it's like, you know, it's the future of Karate Kid of what happens when they're like grown up and stuff. And it's it's honestly it seems like it's more for like teenagers to watch. But I got really into it and binge watched the whole thing in a couple days. I can't even think of the last movie I watched. I really don't watch a lot. I literally have the TV on like all day because if I ever have to leave the house just so the dogs aren't like Mm -hmm. sitting in silence. What do the
2: dogs watch?
0: But I have Love and Hip Hop on (laughs) 24-7. I don't know why. Uh,
1: That's really funny. Um, And so, Brandy, I was... Did you watch The Flight Attendant? I loved it. You liked the ending.
2: (sighs) The ending was fine. I mean, they obviously left it open to a season two, which I was glad about because I wanted a season two. I mean, but yeah, it was a little anticlimactic, the ending, but I just loved the show. You know, I'm obsessed with Mikael Hausman. I'm just, he's everything. I just, no, it was fun. It
1: was fun. I like Kaylee a lot. And Mm -hmm. I thought she was great, but I
2: don't know. I just thought it was a little bit corny. A little bit. It lost Rye. Like after episode like six or seven, he was like, eh, this is losing me. But I really loved it. Real quick. Just like, what are your like real quick thoughts on this week's Bachelor episode? Uh, I mean, honestly,
1: am I allowed to say these things out loud?
2: Yeah. (laughs) I'm
1: scared of Sarah. She (laughs) she has got to get a grip. (sighs) I think I'm going to say I'm scared for her. Because I feel like she's going to have a psychological breakdown.
2: Well, if the photo of her in g is recent, it seems like she's doing just fine. Are
1: you for real? I swear. Uh-huh. Well, so does that tell us that
2: she didn't win? I don't know because I don't know if the photo is old or new. Wells is the one that told me about it. So we need to do some digging and find out. I'm shocked that, like, yes, I realize it was the Sarah episode, but the like for me, I just I am so shocked by Victoria and just all things like her the, the things she says, the things she wears. Like, I just can't even.
1: And I the things that she says is so like vulgar. Obviously, they had to like bleep her out. I can't believe like that she got another rose, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Then that's just for ratings. And if that is for be. ratings, then this whole thing maybe isn't real because. There's exactly. no way
2: he would pick her over that Mary Lynn girl. That Mary Lynn girl is so pretty and like normal. So those things I don't like that your dad was like,
1: there's no way this is real. And I was dad like, dad watches it. Oh, we were, we have been so against the bachelor, just like just not getting into that whole thing. Cause it seems so nuts that this guy gets to go make out with different girls in front of the other girls and everybody's okay with it. Even, even though they're not okay with it, which is almost worse because it's like such a mental thing. But I just wish he wouldn't, like, when she has her little crybaby moments, he does not need to give in to that.
2: I know what he does. He's grooming her
1: to think that she can do that.
2: Uh, Trace, would you ever be The Bachelor?
0: I could not do a show like that.
2: You couldn't date 30 women at once?
0: No. The only reality shows I've been asked to do are dating shows, kind of along those lines, and no, not my thing.
2: Which ones?
0: I don't remember. Some big, like. Hollywood company like wanted me to come in and meet about some reality show and they wouldn't tell me what it was for because they probably thought I'd say no and then it was like a whole dating show of that type of thing where they were going to get like people who knew me to like basically like a flavor flavor of what is a flavor of love or whatever type thing Uh
1: huh. and I just was like no this hmm. was the bachelor that would be
2: everything
1: (laughs) honestly they haven't I mean like come
2: on
0: I'm so yeah I would I would immediately probably be turned off by every person on the show
2: He'd send home every teeny tiny skinny girl there.
1: Absolutely. I
0: yeah. like I like a dick with a booty.
2: I know. <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: So does brazen. So does brazen. I know. Um. So wait, what was I going to say? Anyway, I just feel he needs to stop giving into that. And I love. Uh, what is the girl's name? He went out on the date with at the end.
2: Oh, I like her, Serena. I loved her
1: love serena she's uh-huh.
2: so freaking cute i
1: can't stand it
2: super cute she seems a tad young but i'm okay with it because i really liked her yeah i love her i think she's great
3: mm-hmm. but,
1: yeah i mean i'm loving it this is the first uh season of the bachelor i've ever
2: watched ever it's so much better than the bachelorette because the girls are just nuts like the guys are always like pretty normal for the most part and the girls are just like all drama i don't know taisha's
1: season had some crazy drama i liked so far i like the bachelorette better oh
2: really yeah Interesting. okay mm-hmm. but anyway. all right well trace any last words anything you want to plug promote any uh any uh, messages for the stoners before we head out
0: check out my new clothing line dead spirits the website's deadspirits.net. check out my youtube channel trace cyrus music uh for all my new releases and that's about it i'm on spotify apple music and anywhere you can stream music you can find me
2: amazing love it also don't forget stoners if you want to call in and leave us a voicemail for our dear mt segment next week that number is 818-839-0534 we can't do the show without you guys you know we love playing your messages live on the show
1: yes we do and we will talk to you all next week Thanks, Trace, for coming on.
0: Thank you guys for having me. On my first podcast. got I got that's to do it. That's crazy.
1: Okay, so we've had everybody on except Miley. So
0: uh-huh.
1: we're gonna need to be booking her
2: immediately. Call her manager. Oh wait, that's you.
0: We still need to do a full family one one day.
2: It would. That be... would be a mess. It uh,
0: would be great.
2: Yep. Okay, I love you, honey. I love you guys. Love you guys. Later, stoners. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I'm Alana Dunn and I'm the host of Seeing Other People. As an early hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiance, I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever evolving world of dating.